that are associated with being old. And you give the other group the same multiple choice test, except the words are associated with being young. This is independent of the content of the test. It's just descriptions. And then you time the undergraduates as they walk back to the elevators. The ones who read, the ones who completed the multiple choice test that had more words associated with aging walk slower back to the elevators. And they don't know that. And they don't know they're doing it. And that, that study's been replicated in various forms many, many times. You're unbelievably sensitive to the story that your environment's telling you. Because your environment is not made out of objects. That's just wrong. Your environment is basically made out of something like tools and obstacles. You're a tool-using creature. You're a tool-perceiving creature. The things you... Like, if I take you out of this room and I say, well, what was in the room? You're not going to say, uh, you know, random patterns in the carpet. Because they're, they're real. They're just as good an object as anything else. You're going to say chairs because you can sit on them. And you're going to say handrails because you can hold them. You're going to say stairs because you can walk down them. That's what you see. And that's what you interact with. And if you pay attention to your environment, which is you, by the way, extended. All of your experience is you. It will tell you all the time what you should do. All you have to do is do it. But then you have to decide if you want to do it. One of the things I've noticed about people, because I've wondered, once I started studying these mythological stories, and I got this idea about the, the fact that life can be meaningful enough to justify its suffering, I thought, God, that's such a good idea. Because it's not optimistic exactly. You know, some people will tell you, well, you can be happy. It's like, those people are idiots. I'm telling you, they're idiots. There's going to be things that come along that flatten you so hard you won't believe it. And you're not happy then. And so if life is to be happy, well, in those situations, what are you doing? Why even live? But that isn't, life isn't to be happy. If you're happy, you're bloody fortunate. And you should enjoy it. You should, because it's the grace of God, so to speak. With regards to, to meaning, I thought, well, People know when they're doing something meaningful. They can tell. So why the hell don't they do meaningful things all the time? It seems obvious. You could do it. I mean, it's hard, you know, because other people want you to do other things. And it's a struggle, but everything's a struggle. And then I thought, well, oh, I get it. I see why. It took me about 10 years to figure this out. People have a choice. Choice number one, nothing you do means anything. Well, that's kind of a drag, right? It's meaninglessness of life and all that existential angst. You know, that's kind of a pain. But the upside of nothing that you do be mean is meaningful is you don't have to do anything. You've got no responsibility. Now, you have to suffer because things are meaningless, but that's a small price to pay for being able to be completely useless. The alternative, the alternative is everything you do matters. Really. If you make a mistake, it's a real mistake. If you betray someone, you tilt the world a little more sharply towards evil rather than good. It matters what you do. Well, if you buy that, then you can have a meaningful life. But there's no mucking around. It means responsibility. It means that the decisions you make are important. It means that when you do something wrong, it's wrong. Well, do you want that? Are we centers of our own morality? See, that's a very hard question because people don't always mean the same thing 